Hi, everybody, and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons family podcast. I am Brian. Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. I'm Corey, and I have a question. Yes? It's not why is my voice like this, because I've been sick, and we'll get into that later, because, ugh. But, like, (laughs) can we even call it a Simpsons family podcast anymore? They're just me and you. Well, I think we can, because we're going to keep the show family-friendly, so that's how we can continue calling it a Simpsons Family Podcast. I feel like we don't have to, you know, but like rename if it's, it. If it's just me and you, that's kind of boring. It is. So we should maybe talk about bringing someone else on. Yeah, but who would it be? I don't know. Like maybe a prior guest that we had? You mean like Buffalo's own Don Johnson? Maybe. Or... You know, I mean, Steve went pretty well last week. Rich, who is your brother, and that's family? That could be a little tough, though, because that'd be through Zoom and everything. He is in Ohio. What about Reese? But Reese is part of another podcast. Uh, Yeah, and Mike is part of, like, 16 different podcasts. Yeah, Mike doesn't have the time for it, so... We need someone who has lots of time on his hands, (laughs) who honestly doesn't have a lot to do like whose kid is up shining him with their own podcast i mean do we have anyone in our life that's even like that you know it would also help if the person had been on the show before maybe more than once i mean you've said that already yeah so i don't know wait what i think i have an idea is it timothy no Timothy's too far away we should have someone here with us so, but what about Patrick? Patrick? Yeah. You mean the father of Benji, host of What Happened, formerly known as Goo Goo Gaga Hour, yeah. sponsored by Masterclass? I mean, he was on a few, and I know it's been since, what, like 2021, and yeah, we had to do it and through Zoom. Yeah, you know and... what? Benji isn't answering my calls. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. But how would we even get a hold of him? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've been sitting here at the end of the table for like two years. What? What? <laughs> Patrick. Why didn't... Why? What? You guys just, like, ignored me this whole time. Did you have your cloak of invisibility on? I don't... Oh, man. (laughs) That's what it was. You were in my blind spot. I just couldn't... I just didn't look at that end of the table. Mm -hmm. And I guess you've been sitting there all this time. How did you eat? (laughs) I rooted around. I found some uh, buckets of fish heads. Oh, in the basement. In the basement. Good. But what about Benji? He's sleeping. <laughs> For two years? <laughs> he's he's a tired boy. <laughs> he's a tired boy. <laughs> well, yes, everyone, please welcome Patrick. Hi, everybody. Yay! Hello. So, as we've discussed, we had to make some changes on the show, and um, most of that was because, you know, our son, B, decided to... Freak out. Freak out and leave the show, but... Okay. Thanks a lot, Elon Musk. Right. <laughs> But the last episode was very nice. Uh, B came on and actually addressed everybody and had an apology, which I felt was actually heartfelt, which for her, uh, for B is kind of difficult, I feel, at times. So that was kind of nice. And um, so, yeah, Corey and I was were starting to th- sit here and think, like, you know, what should we do and this and that. And so we brought it up and said, hey, why don't we bring Patrick on? And since I'm already here anyway. I know. I mean, you were already here. I mean, I don't know why you just didn't say anything all this I time. I did. You guys kept ignoring me. Yeah. I think what my was microphone that? was muted. Is someone talking? 
<laughs> you were muted, and if anything came through, I just cut it out. Exactly. <laughs> so, welcome. Thanks. We are happy to have you here. So, all right. So, without any further ado, do we have uh, a magic mirror? You mean a romper room shout out? Listen, okay. I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Okay. My voice is pretty shot. Um, I B thought you were doing sick. a Natasha Leone impression. Yes. Cockroach. Cockroach. <laughs> um, I B was sick. Then Brian was sick. Then Brian said to me once, "Hey, how come you're not sick? Maybe it's because you're going to the gym before work and eating right now, and maybe like you're super healthy now." And that's all hokum. And around three days after that. <laughs> I was the sickest that I have been in a while. That's true. To the point of I'm laying on the couch watching a Netflix show that Netflix recommended to me. Not sure why Netflix recommended, but I turned it on because I just wanted to go to sleep. I laid awake through 10 episodes of this show. What show? It was that 90s show. I stayed awake through 10 episodes of that show, did not laugh once, and Netflix didn't even check on me to make sure I wasn't dead. <laughs> and also, let me preface this by saying, she hates that 70s show. Not even a fan of that 80s show with Glenn Howerton in it. That's yeah, that was different people. That you, uh, <laughs> that you went for it. I was, I was like, yes, this will put me to sleep, and it didn't. It's because you enjoyed it so much. Ugh, I didn't laugh once. Guys, don't watch it. <laughs> it's not worth it. There were cameos from people from that 70s show that I'm sure people thought that they were going to be like, woo, look at this person. And I'm like, hooray, Wilmer Valderrama is still a dirtbag. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 <laughs> what was I doing again? Romper room shout Yes, out. I was. I gotta find my magic mirror. <laughs> Center yourself. Here it is. And I'm looking in my mirror and I see Caleb and I see Jess and I see Mike. Happy birthday, Mike. It was your birthday. Happy birthday. And I see Reese and Susie and the three of them are known as Boogeyman's Closet. Please listen if you're over 18 or if your parents just don't give a crap about you. Um... And I see Timothy, my best friend, and I see my friend Josh and Matt, and there's another Mike who I met last night, Count Creepy Head, and he was a distinct gentleman, and um, it was very nice meeting you, for realsies. Um, and who else do I see? I see my friend Nikki. She never wants a romper room shout out. I don't even think she likes us. I think she's lying to us. Nikki, if you're not lying to me, please email me. Um, and I see who? Benji, host of the, oh no, host of What Happened, formerly known as the Goo Goo Gaga Hour, sponsored by <laughs> Masterclass. And hello, Lindsay. And I don't have to see Patrick because he's right here. Apparently, he's been here this entire time. I see Carl, Joey, Steve the Otter. And Jasmine. All otters matter. Oh, and Steve Lewis. Not only Steve the Otter, but Steve the Lewis. Steve the Lewis. <laughs> Steve uh, Lewis can't lose. That's <laughs> true. He can't. Yes. Unto the real people. TJ and Cash and Karen and Georgia and Sterling K. Brown, who we watched Frozen 2 again on Friday. And Sterling, you did a Sterling job. I see what he's you did in there. Frozen 2. Yeah, he's he the... Uh, 
You know. That character. Oh, and Buffalo's own Don Johnson. He's real and he's fake. Okay. Yep. Um, and I Identity see... crisis. No, he... Sterling K. Brown was the... Mm. Gustabia. <laughs> what? The general? Oh, okay. The lieutenant? That sounds... Seems vaguely familiar. It was years ago that I saw that movie. Samantha? <laughs> um, Samantha? Yeah. I don't even know a Samantha. Olaf says that. Oh, Is okay. that you, Samantha? Okay. Um, and I see Josh Gad also. New listener, just because of Patrick. And he says, if Patrick messes this up, he's done with us professionally. Oh, no. Josh Gad, come back. Um, and it's like you've already messed it up. <laughs> oh, You're gosh. only nine minutes in oh, and gosh. you messed it up already. <laughs> Durs and Adam and Bl- Uncle Blazer and Kyle. Bill Hader, Pedro Pascal, new listener. He says if we mess it up, we're through with him professionally, and we better not, because he's very handsome, and he knows Grogu. Um, Killed it on <laughs> SNL last night, too. Yes, that's, yeah, I've got Pedro Pascal on the brain. Um, and who else? I don't know. Aquafina. She listens for me and me alone. She came back. She's been a while. She's a big fan of mine. Um, Chris, No, no one else. Chris Red, Keenan, Timothy Oliphant is also Oliphant. not a fan. Not a fan, but he listens for some reason. Um, he hate listens. He, he hate listens. He does not like you. I guess Michael Bolton, I hope you're happy, and I don't mean that in a malicious way. I mean that in a true, sincere way. I hope you're happy. Um, is that the singer or the programmer in a truck? No, no, no. The, the, the powerful song... He's not a songstress. You were going to say songstress. Songstress is what she was going to say. He's a songster. (laughs) The musical style. Um, He's a soul provider. Uh, Hello to Peter Cetera and to my best friend, the one, the only, the silver fox, Dick Gear. Yep. We We did did it. it. We did it. We did it. No, we don't need additional claps. We did it. (laughs) The only... I guess one positive thing about me coming on the podcast is I no longer end up in the shout-out. I mean, I, I didn't have to end up in the shout-outs. <laughs> He's been here the I'm entire here the, time. The entire time. All those shout-outs. And I was like, And Hi. over to you. <laughs> All right. In the, in, the, um, in the news building. In the news thing. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think? This is, the, this is the new show. Like, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can always reach out to us. If you have you any can... complaints, you can fight me. Oh, wow. Now, now I'm they're going to be fighting, fighting you I'm instead of Corey. Yeah, Dad, come back. So, but if you do have any of that, uh, feel free to email us at soitscometothispod at gmail.com. We can set up a, a fight time with Patrick if you'd like. Uh, Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod. And on Facebook, so it's come with the number to this. What about Twitter? Don't talk about Twitter. Also, Even now. Or maybe we should start talking about also, Twitter. No, nobody talks about Twitter now. Isn't it, isn't it crazy that worse. the kids left and like the social media is... I was going to say flourishing, but it isn't. Yeah, but it's there. It's there. It's it was not really quite flourishing <laughs> no. even in the early days. That's correct. Well, because no one knew the password or the correct email for anything. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So. All right. Well. It wasn't just password one, two, three. <laughs> it was oh, one, no, two, three, four, five. Oh, no. Now we have to four, change five. it. And that's all my passwords. <laughs> including my bank one. I'll cut that out for you. No. Nah. <laughs> they can fight me. <laughs> bring it on so um 
that being said, we do not have any emails today, so oh. we will just move on. We will just move on. Yes. All right, so for our Ion Springfield segment, uh, just have a few things. Um, so this is good news for everyone. The Simpsons will continue its historic run as it's reported that Fox's animation domination will continue for at least two more years. But with the signing of the Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, and Family Guy to run through 2025. Family Guy is still on the air. That's... Yep. But I, I don't get me wrong. The Simpsons is fine. But shouldn't they wrap it up? I, I mean, it is time, but I don't know. They're continuing to keep going. So uh, Fox is scripted TV president. So actually, that would mean that they're going to have a season 35 and 36. Yikes. So I don't know. Maybe they're trying to reach some round number. I don't know. But Fox's scripted TV president, Michael Thorne, seems to agree. In a press release, he said the renewals prove the enduring power of the animation genre on our network and the infinite fan affinity for these outrageously funny comedy classics. What? Bob's Burgers is a comedy classic? I mean, at this point, it's been on for like 13 years. No. Yeah. It hasn't. It's premiered when we started dating. Holy cow. So, yep, it's been on a long time. So, I don't know, we've said it before, you know, maybe it's time for the show to wrap up, but they're going to keep going, so, and for the actor's sake, why not? Like, it's just easy for them, so I don't see why they wouldn't just keep going, so. Their contracts are also for a while. Yes. Another thing here, Chris Ledesma. Who's that? um, He's the longtime music editor. You don't know Chris Ledesma? (laughs) No. He's the longtime music editor of The Simpsons. Well, he passed away. Oh, no, he's dead? He's dead. Where should we send flowers? So he was 64. Oh, no. That's young. Yeah. And the animated show made a tribute to Ledesma in a recent episode with a title card that read, In Loving Memory of Chris Ledesma. The title card was shown below an animated version of him sitting on the Simpsons sofa with Homer, Marge, Lisa, and Maggie, and Bart while holding a conductor's baton. So he worked on every episode of The Simpsons during his 30 year run as music editor from 1989 until he stepped down in May 2022. Members of the Simpsons crew have taken to social media to pay tribute to the late music editor as well. And on October 16th, 2021, Ledesma tweeted about a significant milestone he reached with the show when he said, I am 23,242 days old. I have worked on the Simpsons for 11,621 days. Born on January 28, 1958. First day on The Simpsons, November 22, 1989. Not many can say they have worked at any job anymore for literally half of their lives. My God. That's a lot of numbers. Yeah. So he lived in Southern California for most of his life, uh, studied in the California Institute of the Arts in San Francisco, Conservatory of Music, majoring in orchestral conducting. And he also worked on movies such as Pure Country... Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh my God! And Blast from the Past. Oh. Oh, was that a that was a that's Brendan Fraser. Fraser yeah, one. Brendan. Where yeah. he was like in the basement. And um, that was a fun movie. Was it Alicia Silverstone? I think it was yes. Alicia Silverstone. It was so, a big heyday. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace. I to mean, you. Brendan Fraser's coming back. Yeah, he definitely is coming back with a vengeance. He's bringing sexy back. All right, and the last thing I have today here is TikTok user Stay no. at Home Gary. This is actually kind of interesting. I was kind of interested with this story. He's recreated dozens of animated scenes from television shows such as The Simpsons, Bob Burgers, and Family Guy. So his name is Gary Racevi, 
He is a Rochester, Minnesota native who moved to Switzerland with his wife when she took a job opportunity and then they moved there. So he was hoping to find a job himself, but it was unsuccessful. So he turned a fun hobby of making comical videos for family back in Rochester to a full-time endeavor with more than a million social media followers. So he started with a series of videos about adapting to life in Switzerland, and then he followed a TikTok prompt to make a video of a burglar stealing something that only inconveniences his victim. One viewer commented that said part two led to a series of 35 videos, and within three weeks, he had over 300,000 followers. Another comment stated that the burglar's nosy neighbor, Ned, looked a lot like Ned Flanders <laughs> due to Gary's mustache, which led him to create some videos as Ned Flanders, and then it started to take off from there. So each piece he creates has a dozen or more layers of video, and he plays all the characters in each scene, mustache and all. So it's a funny aesthetic for characters like Lisa Simpson. Uh, the more outrageous it is, the more people seem to like it, Rasevi said. So, it was like when the small Lithuanian man was playing her uh, yes. in the fake Simpsons <laughs> Correct. So, but obviously, um, him doing this has led to a lot of sponsorship and paying opportunities, and so he's actually doing quite well for himself doing this. So, um, I'll find a few of those videos and post them on our social media. They're actually, they're actually kind of funny. I think his wife feels. She has to get up and go to work, and he's just on the TikToks all day. <laughs> making money i'd be mad if i were her Mm -hmm. well according to him like it takes like a long time to do these videos and he just uses like household products like at one point he's playing marge and i think he has a yoga mat that's rolled up (laughs) and he just puts that on his head and everything so but yes he's he's making nonsense while his wife's doing the actual work i guess but but it sounds like he's doing quite well for himself and he bought her a new yoga mat Good for him. And he's making money off of putting a yoga mat on his head. Mm-hmm. Why don't you look into this? What a world. <laughs> you have to be talented. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there's that little comment. <laughs> so, all right. And that is all I have today. So, I guess at this point, we should just jump right into our episode. So, since we were having Patrick join us, we thought it would be appropriate to have him choose the episode. And... Corey and I were talking about this, and it seemed like I know initially that was kind of our thought, that different people would pick the episode every week, and then she kind of mentioned to me, she's like, yeah, we've kind of gotten away from that, Yeah, like, I you've don't, really kind of picked all the I episodes I haven't picked lately. an episode in, like, years. Yeah. See? He's power hungry. Yeah, I know. So, so you got to come you gotta knock me to, down. I have to, you know, bust him down. So I think what we too. will do is we will get better at that. So we will have different people choose an episode each week. So, of course, uh-huh. this week will be Patrick's. Um, and so, Patrick, why don't you tell us which episode you chose? Uh, so we are doing episode 70, um, Simpson Califragilistic Expiala Annoyed Gruntious. It is season 8, episode 13. Um, it was production code 3G03. It originally aired on February 7th, 1997. Directed by Chuck Sheets, written by Al Jean and Mike Reese, and guest starring Maggie Roswell. Chalkboard gag was I Will Not Hide the Teacher's Prozac, which uh, I got a chuckle out of. <laughs> you don't really hear a lot about Prozac anymore, <laughs> but like back at the time in the 90s, like, so my mother worked at a doctor's office, so like I had a, a pretty strong knowledge of like different drugs and things because. Yeah, you did. All the. <laughs> All the reps, like, would bring in free stuff, so we ended up with, like, Prevacid cups and things, like, all around that, like, ridiculous things. Wait, did you have Prozac We did not have Prozac things. We did not have Prozac things. But I knew of Prozac, and it is not 
I would say a, a drug you hear a lot about anymore. That's I true. think like it's gotten usurped by also, other Also, there was it, the 90s. Remember Elizabeth Wurzel and her novel Prozac Nation? I don't recall that, but I, had, I I was reading Goosebumps in the night. Oh, well, I was <laughs> not. I uh, had a copy of Prozac Nation, and my grandmother flipped out, got rid of it, <laughs> called me a Prozac maniac, <laughs> and then, because my mom worked in medical as well, she came home, maybe not that day, but like, not shortly after that day with a bunch of pens that said you guessed it Prozac and my grandmother I don't know she should have probably been committed that day because she was like yelling at us that we were like in on this Prozac conspiracy I'm uh, not sure was your grandmother actually a Scientologist <laughs> anti-antidepressants anti, anti pro-depressants I guess would, would that be what anti-antidepressants I mean I'm not saying she was not a Scientologist. <laughs> I think she died with a lot of secrets. The Maybe. e-meter should have thrown you off. Running e-meter tests on you. She did love Tom Cruise. Uh-huh. <laughs> she did love Tom Cruise. It's all She did up. love Tom Cruise. That's a true statement. But, like, she lost her mind. And my mom was like, I'm just bringing you pens. <laughs> What is your problem? And she started telling my mom about this book. And my mom's like, oh, good for her. She's reading. (laughs) And that was not the right answer either. And I think we both got grounded. (laughs) Your mother got grounded. Yes. Okay. And what was her punishment? I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) All right. Well, to wrap up, the, the couch gag is actually one that I I don't recall ever seeing it, and it's mm-hmm. not one that they I think they ever reused much. Um, the living room we find is completely empty, and outside Homer is struggling with a locked door, where they've all gotten locked out of the house. Yes, and I, I love the kids' faces; they look so annoyed mm-hmm. that they can't get in and everything. So but yeah, I was surprised because a lot of couch gags they reuse, and I don't mm-hmm. recall right. seeing that one very. I don't, as I said, I when I watched the episode recently i was very surprised to see that one um and also this is the 166th overall episode of the show all right so just a few things here before we jump in so i thought this was very interesting and i never knew this before julie andrews mm-hmm. who of course played mary poppins was originally slated to appear in the episode as sherry but what in happened? the end the producers went with series series regular maggie roswell after hearing her reading for the part so I always assumed that they brought someone in for the role, but Maggie Roswell is actually a regular on the show. Mm-hmm. So she made her debut in season one as Princess Cashmere <laughs> in the episode Homer's Night Out, and she became a series regular once Maud Flanders was introduced in the season two episode Dead Putting Society. So besides Maud, she also voices Miss Hoover, Helen Lovejoy, and Luann Van Houten. Hmm. So which... Like, I would never know the with the voice she put on, with the English accent and everything. Like, a lot of those voices, Miss Hoover, Helen Lovejoy, and Luann Van Houten, they're very kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. can kind of tell they're being played by the same actress. But in this case, I had no idea. So I thought that was a really interesting um, tip right. that I found about it. And the fact that it was supposed to be Julie Andrews. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what ended up happening. 
like why she decided not to do it or if she did or maybe they maybe they just thought about her but didn't actually offer it to her or something like that because that would have been interesting too but she does a very good job yeah of imitating mary poppins i would say should we explain why <laughs> this episode was chosen yes all right so as brian said technically this episode was my choice however over the past several years of the podcast, I feel like I was kind of repeatedly reminded about this episode, and they said that they would bring me back for this if they ever did this one. Um, and the reason being, uh, I actually, several years ago, directed um, some school musicals, and one of the first school musicals I directed was Mary Poppins, so apparently I am the expert on this. <laughs> I, Although I would imagine probably... Corey has watched Mary Poppins more than I have. So yes, the joke was made that, you know, I would have to come back for for the Sherry Poppins episode. And I for sure thought we had already done this. Yes. Yeah, it was funny. We And we even mentioned it to B in passing, and B was like, didn't we do that already? <laughs> but I looked, and no, we, we had did not. not. So I told Corey, maybe at one point we were all set to do it, and maybe we watched the episode, and then something happened, and we didn't end up doing it. I don't know. But... Um, but yeah, I did my due diligence and we definitely have not done this one, but, and also Patrick, I will say like, I really thought that that production you did was exquisite. It was very, very good. Like I'm still, I still tell people to this day how impressed I was that you made kites fly. That was that auditorium. That was still one of my favorites. Like well, a high yes. school yep. mm-hmm. auditorium, and there were kites flying. Right. It was and we, very, yeah, we, very did, cool. We didn't have a huge budget. We we did a lot of things. Even when we did, um, a couple years later, we did Beauty and the Beast, and yes. that was one that, same thing, we pulled off some impressive stuff for right. uh, the small production that we had. Yeah. And, <laughs> although I have to say, when Mary was flying away at the end on the scissor lift, and the scissor lift wasn't really hidden... <laughs> I was like, oh, I know what they're trying to do. Certain but... things work oh. better than others. Goodbye, Superman. <laughs> we didn't have any rigging, or yes. we didn't have uh, chimney sweeps go mm-hmm. walking around the, per- the proscenium. Well, and I do remember, actually, you mentioning chimney sweeps just reminded me that the closing of Act 1, and just the entire crowd just was so into it, and everyone was clapping and hooting and hollering and everything, and it was very, very well done. I was pretty proud of it. So, yeah. I was kind of thrown into it. I, when and that I, was your when first I, one, right? When I first started the job, uh, and I was basically told, like, oh, yeah, maybe, you could, uh, maybe you'd be interested in helping out with the musical. And then a couple months later, it was like, oh, you're directing it. <laughs> oh. You're like, oh, helping, yes. Cool. I have no experience directing. Maybe you'd be interested in helping out. Well, not really. Well, you're directing it. <laughs> so. so uh, vol- you were voluntold. Pretty much, yeah, voluntold. Mm-hmm. But it was a good experience. Yeah. Don't teachers get that a lot? Yes. yes. I'm not a teacher, so. Very much so. All right. Thank you. Um, so continuing thank on, you. Elf Clausen <laughs> Elf received an Emmy Award nomination for Outstanding Music Direction for this episode. This was something Patrick and I were talking about before we started recording. The majority of the season eight episodes were executive produced by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, former and then former executive producers Al Jean and Mike Reese had signed a deal with Disney because they had left the show to go work with Disney that allowed them to produce four episodes on The Simpsons, this, of course, being one of them. Um, The idea for this episode originated several years before when it was pitched at a writer's retreat by Jean, but nobody had wanted to flesh it out. At first, Reese was against the episode and felt it was a bad idea. He felt that the plot was slightly ridiculous and that the show should not feature any magic, except for a few moments. He largely kept magic out of the episode. 
but he now considers it as one of the best episodes that he co-wrote. So at the time, this episode had more music in it than any other episode. That's probably not a surprise. Hmm. Um, While writing, Gene thought that the songs would stretch out and make the episode the proper length, but it was considerably shorter than required. So several additional scenes, such as the Itchy and Scratchy segment, were added to pad out the episode. That's my favorite, Itchy and Scratchy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This also I found rather interesting. There was originally a sequence where Bart, Lisa, and Sherry visit Patty and Selma, who sing We Love to Smoke, <laughs> which was a parody of I Love to I Laugh. Love to laugh right? yeah. And the song was cut because it wasn't getting any laughs, but the full version, if you'd like to see it, is included on the, il- the album Go Sim Sonic with The Simpsons. What? And a brief animated version was include- included as a deleted scene on the season 8 Wait DVD. a minute. I thought they just had one album. The Simpsons? Yeah. The- no, they have like three, I think. Good lore. Yeah, because there's the one with the Bartman on it. Yeah. And then there's two other collections, which basically just grabbed music from the show. And wow. there might even be more than that. Then there was the one with the fake Lisa. <laughs> oh, wait, that was that was behind the laughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, during the end song, Homer can be seen dancing around, but he's not singing. This was because the producers forgot to record Dan Castellaneta. Oh. <laughs> so they just didn't animate him. Whoops. <laughs> Which is very Homer. Yes. It, it fits. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Corey, we've talked about this before, but many of the scenes were animated by Eric Stefani. Yes. Former member of No Doubt, who specialized in animation for musical numbers. Whose sister robbed his band from him. Uh, I was wondering if it was a relationship. Yeah. Yes, it is. And he was in the band with her, and then... And then she took over. I mean, she did, but he she also wanted to o- do comedy, or he also wanted to do animation, so he kind of left on his own. Don't, don't... Don't, don't defend Gwen Don't Stefani. defend her. <laughs> She's weird looking now. Yeah. And she doesn't even sound like she sounded before. I wonder if it's really her. It's the Avril Lavigne thing. Gwen Stefani died. And this is another Gwen Stefani. Wait, there's an Avril Lavigne? Yeah, there's a there's a theory that Avril Lavigne, because if you see Avril Lavigne now, she she's also weird looking now. She but, wasn't normal looking before. Well, <laughs> she's weirder looking now. She was a skater girl. Skater boy. I don't know. Let's see you later, boy. <laughs> but there's this theory that Avril Lavigne died, and they found someone who looked a lot like Avril Lavigne to take her place. This feels like we're talking about Twitter. <laughs> this feels like the yes. exact kind of thing that I would read on Twitter. I, look it up. Talking it's, about it's a it. thing. <laughs> like, Avril Lavigne, I mean, yes, she was popular at a time, but this isn't a Paul McCartney listen, type of thing listen. where it's like, you know, a seminal listen, person in listen. pop music. Maybe that it's because she married Chad Kroger from Nickelback. I don't know. After being married to the guy from... What's that band's name? Sum 41. That's the one. There it is. That's how, that's how I know them. The, you know, that... Do you think being with Chad Kroger, at any point, he shows her a picture? Look at this Oh, we're going to get sued. <laughs> Sorry, I had to That do was it. quite a tangent. I had they're, to do it. They're not married anymore. Oh. He's probably divorced her because she's a different person. Or because she didn't laugh at his look at this photograph jokes. You know what? After the fifth time. <laughs> you really no, I say you just go all in. Laughter. It just keeps getting funnier each time. That's what I say. 
how did we get here? I don't know. <laughs> how did we get here? So we talked about <laughs> Stefani. It was the Stefani. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Let's not talk Eric. about the Stefani. So, Eric yep. Stefani. Yep. All right. Oh, and this Eric. will all be cut out. <laughs> you better not. At least trimmed down. Yes. You better not. Josh right. Gad, this is the quality he's looking for. <laughs> All right, and of course, the overall plot, as I'm sure everyone knows that watched this, is pretty much a direct ripoff of the 1964 Disney film Mary Poppins and the book series it was adapted from. And Sherry Bobbins, of course, is based on the character Mary Poppins. All right, so let us jump in here, get into Act 1. Um, the one thing I did notice about this episode, too, is that the acts were, they weren't very equally spaced. Right. All right. Like, Act 3 was very short. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it was very heavy in Act 1. So, but also, it was very heavy in Act 1, but I feel like not a ton happened in Act 1. No, it takes a while <laughs> so, for Sherry to even yeah. get there. And So, in Act 1, Marge is being treated like a servant by her husband and children, who blatantly refuse to do anything for themselves, to the point that they won't get up to get themselves drinks. Soon Marge's hair starts to fall out, and Dr. Hibbert can't figure out what's wrong. That is until a call to the doctor's office by Bart and Lisa, who still refuse to lift a finger, asking their mother to get them glasses of milk, despite being across town. <laughs> I mean, call on two different lines. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this makes another clump of her hair fall out, causing the doctor to realize the hair loss is from stress. The family seeks to hire a nanny to help out that at the house, but it's not easy to find one who hasn't heard of Bart, and Kearney obviously isn't suitable. And then Homer attacks other applicants because he thinks they're all men in drag, <laughs> like in Mrs. Doubtfire. Poor Mrs. Pennyfeather. <laughs> and a, nam- a nanny named Sherry Bobbins, parody of the fictional nanny Mary Poppins, flies out of the sky with her umbrella, lands on their front doorstep, and applies for the job. All right, Act One. What do you guys got? Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed uh, Grandpa trying to talk to the remote and thinking yes. it was a cordless phone and then he picks up the iron how you doing Gertie and then did you hear yeah. the sizzling yeah. the sizzling sound was the best yeah. part yeah no because that... it's the only thing he can hear okay, yes. at that point it's hearing so terrible <laughs> so is am I to assume Gertie sounds like an iron all the time <laughs> sure I Poor guess Gertie <laughs> um I also thought I mean this is season eight it's it was at a time in the show where they were a lot more referential of pop culture mm-hmm like the Mad About Shoe and the NYPD Shoe Sketch. Give me a kiss, baby. It's basically the same thing. It <laughs> says no tongue. And I was like, Mad About Shoe, that is not something that aged well. Like, right. Not that that's me. not a show people knew about, but it didn't quite have the staying power. As I mean, Michael it came Friends. back. It did come back. Dare you. So they say. How dare you. Nobody who watched I, it. I, I loved Mad About You. Did you love Mad About Shoe? No. No one liked that. But they just seem to tag the current cultural stuff a little more yeah. in that season mm-hmm. and around that era. Right. They, I don't. I mean, again, everybody on the podcast probably, or all the all the listeners out there probably know me as the uh, the grizzled old curmudgeon who doesn't tend to watch the newer stuff. <laughs> yep. So I can't say if they still do it, but it doesn't feel as it doesn't feel as referential. Right. They. I think they definitely try to make it a little more evergreen now. Mm-hmm. You know, so that way you can't really pin it down when it happened and whatnot but yeah that's a good point um Corey, you got anything although crusty playing at the apollo yeah maybe not the best decision with the kkk yes. initials crusty's <laughs> comedy classic yeah that was a that was a good joke how did he, he get booked at the apollo <laughs> i don't know 
The, my only complaint with the Apollo thing, though, was they should have had him pulled off of the hook. Or just get point. stuff thrown. I mean, he did right. get stuff thrown at him. He did get stuff thrown at him. But I think they, also, they should have had the hook. Yeah. You know, I think that would have been funny. Also, like, do they just allow people to um, bring in food at the Apollo? I mean, sandwiches and... Tomatoes. Bottles of whiskey. Hooch bottles. Hooch bottles. <laughs> he gets one thrown at him. He does. I also really enjoyed Marge wearing her babushka. <laughs> and I thought of Adam Polly. Because Adam Polly is a babushka boy. <laughs> I liked the return of Gerald Ford. Yes. Uh, exactly a season after his previous appearance. How's your wife, Nancy? <laughs> that was something, too. Betty, I feel like, who cares? I feel like Krusty, though, like, he's an addict who's been in and out of rehab a few times. Uh, wouldn't he know? Wouldn't he know about Betty the Betty Ford, Ford Center? Yeah. I was. Boy. I thought that felt like a, right. a bit of a plot hole. I did like the, uh, what was it? It was dumb Petrix. Yes. Obviously, it wasn't stupid, stupid Petrix from David Letterman. But when he said, "This dog's been trained to fetch this red rubber ball," <laughs> and he throws the ball and it goes right after his nose, and he's like, "Ah, shoot somebody it, shoot, shoot it. it, somebody shoot it." <laughs> Poor doggo. Um, do you think Dean would do any stupid pet tricks? Um, if laying down and going to sleep is a stupid <laughs> pet trick, then yes. Oh, Dean! I got him a ramen bed, uh, listeners. Ramen. It's a bed. It's a bed that looks like it's a ramen container, ah. and on the inside, the little pillow looks like noodles and fried eggs. It's adorable. It took him about two weeks to actually go into it. It was one of those sick purchases, you know, when you're just like, "Oh, we we need this for some reason." My only complaint is it's very large. I would imagine. So he I was loves like, it. Why? Why did we get this? But. But we'll, we'll 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 post a picture. Corey took it's some very pictures cute. of him. So he's adorable. Yes, it was interesting also to learn that Homer was a Civil War reenactor. <laughs> that was a that was a first time thing. I'll give up my Civil War reenactment that I love so very much. General Ambrose Burnside. Yes, <laughs> and well, a poo is Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> I loved that show. The South will rise again. <laughs> will come again. The South will come again. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so funny. <laughs> it was just such but a dumb I literally moment. laughed out loud when That's it came very out much a uh, Gene and Reese kind yes. of joke. Like right. this is this episode was very much their mm-hmm. show, I feel like. Um I really liked Bart's ploy to get milk. <laughs> when he's just sitting there and he's like, Hey mom, can I have a glass of milk? And she's like, No, why don't you get it yourself? And he's just like, That's fine, I'll just go without liquid and he's like <sighs> <laughs> and She's like, Fine, I'll get it for you. <laughs> Because I could see, like, one of our kids doing Any something one of like them. that. <laughs> Any one of them. And just being passive-aggressive. It's fine. I'll just go without liquid. <laughs> Can you get me water? Can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Corey, what were your thoughts on uh, the hair in Lisa's soup? You know, I, I really feel for Marge because um, I have a lot of stress in my life. <laughs> and sometimes your hair just falls on. You're like, oh, my God, what is this? What's going on with me? Am I, am I dying? My go-to is always I'm dying somehow. Yes. Um, well, don't go on WebMD. Oh, oh she does. Goes on Web, I Terrible. always goes on WebMD. Um, <laughs> Isn't it always gout? No, it's always... It's always cancer. It's always cancer. Every time it's cancer. Everything, the symptom, everything. Remind me to tell you on the Friday when I was super sick and I over-medicated myself and I was 100% convinced I was dying. Yes, she kept saying to me that night, I don't want to go to sleep because I might not wake up. 
I forced myself to stay awake until 4 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, why do you think that? She's like, I don't know, I just, I'm so sick. And I'm like, you're fine, you just have a cold. Like, that, because she literally, she went to immediate care, and they tested her for everything, and they're like, yeah, you don't have anything, it's just a cold. But she had this horrible cough. And now I sound like this, and this is my life. Yep. So we'll see what happens from here. As a parent of a toddler, being sick all the time is is not fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can we talk a minute about Homer trying to charm Marge and the things that he tries to tell her? Like, he, his turn on is women's volleyball. I had on a couple ESPN. beers. <laughs> and then, yes, I was just watching, I was just watching women's volleyball. volleyball. ESPN. <laughs> and, like, each time Marge is, like, almost kind of into it. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm like... But why? I don't, yeah. <laughs> Take weird. off the Baba Mamushka. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and of course, Marge's unfortunate hair loss montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was tough to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I did kind of laugh at the hair dryer. The hair dryer. She's the, just shooting holes out of the her tumbleweed. hair. Yes. The tumbleweed. Yes. Tumbleweed while Milhouse and Bart play, uh, play, what was it? Cowboys and Indians, probably. Guess, yeah. Like the tumbleweed hair rolling mm-hmm. through was very funny. Yes, but Homer does have a great solution for the hair loss. I mean, just comb it over so no one can tell. Just like him, <laughs> bald March. Yes. <laughs> I think this is probably one of my favorite parts of the episode, when everyone's trying to come up with their money saving ideas, and Lisa's like, "I'll stop buying Malibu Stacy clothing," and then Bart's like, "I'll take up smoking," and then and then it give up. it up. Which is impressive, because it's one of the hardest things he'll have to do. And here's then Homer, a dollar. Yep, Homer's a very dollar. proud of him. He didn't do anything. Didn't, didn't he, Lisa? Lisa? Didn't he? Wait a minute. No, he didn't. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we already uh, brought it up in the uh, recap, but yeah, when Homer's chasing down the nannies, the first one, which, what was it? Mrs. Pennyfeather. Yes. Pennyfeather, yeah. I've seen Mrs. Doubtfire. And That's he, woman in drag. And he's when he's running after her, he's like, you're phony, fakey, phony broad. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, Kearney uh, volunteers for the job. Homer likes him. I think he's a perfect applicant. And then tells him uh, that there's a <laughs> bottle of schnapps in the baby's crib. Yeah, interesting uh, decision where to put that. <laughs> I mean, who's going to look there? That's true. It's true. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on the uh, Homer giving his undivided attention? <laughs> My God. Sometimes I feel like... Going into Homer's brain is always a yes. fun Some, adventure to see what's going to happen up there. I feel like that's what happens in my brain sometimes. So if I look at you and you're just... Yeah, if you're just humming that, I'll know what's going on. You're just tuning me out. Yep. So, and then we get our first song. We do. The Minimum Wage Nanny. And, I don't know, just so much about these songs is just so very well done. Yes. And the way that, like, all of their personalities are portrayed in it and everything. Like, Bart, you know, when he's just like, let me add, eat my shorts. Just cutting through the tree hole. And, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, my favorite, if Maggie's fussy, don't avoid her and let me get away with moiter. Yeah. Yeah, it's the ly- I have a note here actually in a later song, but the lyric writing is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like they really did a great job. And right. I 
to be fair, I think actually the 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 nanny song is probably one of the weaker ones in the episode, but right. it's yeah. still better than what a lot of shows can put together in terms well, of Well, let me add no fat chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Homer's Homer's physical movement with that when he goes he like thrusts his arms and he's like no fat chicks. <laughs> it's just it's good. Alf Clausen wrote really good music for yeah. it. Gene and Reese wrote really good really good lyrics. It's just And that's a, the thing too, like the music for every one of these songs, like you can exactly place which no, song right. Right. supposed to be. You know what be, they're trying to but copy. But it's just different enough where they're not going to get in trouble. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, which was very very well done. So, Corey, any like um, sympathy for Grandpa? He just wants to help out. <laughs> Poor Grandpa. Anyone but. Poor Grand. I love Grandpa. You know that. I do know that. Poor Grandpa. Is that what I'm <laughs> going to be like when I'm old? Like, no one's going to want me to watch their babies? Like, what if I offer to... What if I offer to babysit Benji's kids? <laughs> and and I say Benji because... He's the only baby you know. Yeah. <laughs> what if I offer to babysit Benji's kids and Benji's like no you're talking on the iron you lunatic <laughs> get out of my house how did you get in here I know you're my parents friend but Aunt Cory like can you leave leave there's the door <laughs> he kicked no I get thrown out like Jazzy Jeff there you go the <laughs> and then I break my hip oh <laughs> Hey, did you say Mary Poppins? No, I did not. I said Cherry Bobbins. She's an original creation like Ricky Rouse or Monald Monk. <laughs> Monald Monk. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love that. <laughs> I kind of want to take like either of those names and put them into like one of those AI art generators and see what it comes up no, with that's, for Ricky Rouse or Monald Monk. That's going to be terrifying. Maybe I'll, you I'll, put, them on, I'll put them on the social media. You should not do that. That's going to be terrifying. Yes. And to finish up, when Sherry does come in and everything, she mentions that she'll do everything from telling stories and changing diapers. Sign me up for the beach. <laughs> that was, I forgot to write that one down. That was one of my favorites. Yes. Um, also, the interviewing process. Yes. Oh, yeah, the question. They ask who she's worked for, and they said, oh, or she says, Lord oh. and Lady, Lord and Lady Sussington of Sussex or something like that. Is that, that Carl? Is, <laughs> do we know him? Is that the... Is that the black guy work? Right. So you no, that's for Carl. Ah, oh, you work for Carly. <laughs> that was actually Act Two, but oh, okay. Him leaning over. Do we know that? <laughs> you know the black guy. That's Carl. That's Carl. Oh, you work for Carly. These acts are hard to keep track of. Yeah. Yeah. The only way I was able to was if you're really watching carefully, you can really see the definitive fade to black. So, but Act 1 kind of fakes you out, because before Sherry comes, there's a quick fade to black. Yeah. And then it jumps back in, so it almost looks like that would be the end, but it they didn't hold it as long. Haha, we got ya, is what they said. She spins on the, uh, the electrical wire <laughs> yeah, with her. Woo! 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 <laughs> and scratches the car, too. As and, she and, she, and she floats, yes, and floating through the, uh, the smog. From yes. The... <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, anything else with Act 1? No. No? All right. So for Act 2, Sherry helps the children with chores and looks after them while she sings songs to them. She even runs into her former fiancé, Groundskeeper <laughs> Willie, as a parody of Mary Poppins' chimney sweep friend, Bert. Once the family starts to behave properly, she leaves, but the family immediately becomes dysfunctional again, prompting her to return. All right, Act 2. 
<laughs> Willie, it's good to see you. That's not what you said. said the first time you saw me. <laughs> the ugliest man in Glasgow wasn't good enough for him. She got her <laughs> eyesight back. Oh, it's just such those. a great use of Willie. It's so simple mm-hmm. and small, but it fits it. Him doing the one-man band, I'm a maniac. That right. was incredible. It was great. And the fact that he dumps the water on him yeah. at mm-hmm. the end. <laughs> yeah, the whole That whole park scene was so good. It mm-hmm. was so well mm-hmm. done. It's just... And the whole kite yeah, flying. The kite, yeah, the kite flying, electrocuting Mr. Burns mm-hmm. and starting his heart again. Yeah, part of me kind of wanted to see more, like, with Mary Poppins, with everything that goes on in the park, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I feel like it was good the way that it was. They didn't need anything else, because right. they added more, it might have just been too much. Um, Homer is perfectly perf- perfect in every way, just like Cherry <laughs> Poppins. Yes. But does his butt wax the banister? It, it does not. I don't think it does. <laughs> that part was pretty great. Yes. But going on to the song in this act... Um, doing a half-assed job. I was surprising they used that word as much in the yeah. song as they did for right. 1997. Right. But I mean, it is the American way. It is. I loved Homer dropping the couch on Ned, <laughs> shoving it over. And, and then Ned popping up and being like, huh? Rubbing it. Like, <laughs> yes. And I definitely, as a kid, clean my room the way the kids do. Yeah. Like just shoving everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just. Yeah. I didn't throw way. garbage cans out the window. I never did that, but my bedroom was on the first floor. <laughs> I did find that interesting, too, because Bart throws garbage out the window, and then he, ju- then he puts it in the garbage can, and then throws the garbage can out the window. Right. <laughs> he doesn't need that garbage can. Yeah. Um, I liked, in the park, Principal Skinner is trying to sell Jimbo. Boy for sale. Is this legal? Is this legal? <laughs> Only, Only here? here and in Mississippi. <laughs> Maybe in West Virginia also. <laughs> And so, of course, that's a reference to the musical number in Oliver, right? Yes. Mr. Bumble sells Oliver yes. to the undertaker, Mr. Sourberry. Yes. After failing to sell Oliver to a blacksmith and a chef. Have you ever seen Oliver? Once a very long mm. time ago. Mm. So, every day is Guy Fox. I like that. I like because, like, <laughs> again, those of you, if you don't know Guy Fox, he blew up. He was, like, part of the plot to blow up Parliament. Yes. Which is perfectly in character for Bart. Like, he's all about destruction and mm-hmm. anarchy. And it was one of those little jokes that, as a kid, I don't think in the night in 97, I wouldn't have understood that joke. Right. Mm-hmm. To watch it again is great. So, did you guys catch the speed reference? Yes. With Bart? What do you do? Oh, yeah. yeah. Pop quiz, hot yes, shot. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> yes, she'd make him read every single article. And he's just terrified. He has this horrible look on him. And even the ones by Norm Mailer. Uh, Talking about his waning libido. Oh, she's tough. Homer's fully on board, yeah. Yes. She's tough. I like her. Oh, so going back to the cleanup song, what did you guys think of the inclusion of Chief Wiggum and Apu? Also good. I liked the Apu singing... Yes. Back and forth with her on the milk cart. Yes. That was an excellent um, nod to the original. Mm-hmm. Wiggum's like, his feet hurt, right? Yeah. And he's yeah. taking his shoes off. And yes. meanwhile... And Snake's mugging something. Snake is, but Snake, I think Snake had is, blue hair. Yeah, he had blue hair in the background. I think it was Hans Molman. Yes, yes. it was. Mugging. Yep. Poor Molman. But yeah, we noticed, like, because he's, like, way in the background. But yeah, like, Corey and I both he looked a little like, wait a minute, he's got blue hair. Yeah, Why he looked, he he looked hair, a little bit like so. Mo. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and then just the joke with um, Apu 
just that. Selling the meat. Yeah. Yeah. Meat and the milk from 1984. <laughs> yeah. Just, just again, a great lyric. Like, just a silly, ridiculous lyric. Right. And the vocal, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. Yeah. Like, pretty much everyone involved. Yeah. Like, um, Maggie Roswell was just so good in this role. Like, I mean, I guess it's not considered a guest star, but it's like, she's... I would say one of the best that yeah. they've had. Like she was so good. Yeah. You know. And they again, they all these voice actors can they can carry a tune mm-hmm. if need be. I mean, Hank Azaria always. Oh, look when he sings as Barney. Nailed yeah. it. Right. Like, exactly. Incredible. And that's my favorite song in the whole mm-hmm. the whole episode. Which yeah, that's in the sack. So go ahead and talk about that. Um, the boot, the boo sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although it, I like that it follows immediately. I'm not a bloody jukebox. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> She's just. She goes from like she's just not quite Mary Poppins. Like Mary Mm -hmm. Poppins wouldn't like kind of melt down like that. Mm -hmm. So I like that she's like a clearly poorer version of her, crasser version (laughs) or something. Um, And yes, I like the uh, the boo sound named Barney. It's such. It's 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 a good. It's about so it's supposed to be feed the birds, right? And again, the note that I wrote down for myself was it's just amazing lyrics like yeah. it's so good mm-hmm. barney does a phenomenal job in it the um i mean having mo come mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and like just immediately turning on a dime like he's kicking him out and then he finds two bucks welcome yep. in my friend like, right it's just so well written yeah it's such so a good song the full lyrics i have them if you want me to say them so in front of a tavern flat on his face a booze hound named barney is pleading his case Buy me a beer, two bucks a glass. Come on, help me. I'm freezing my ass. Buy me brandy, a snifter of wine. Who am I kidding? I'll, I'll drink, drink turpentine. turpentine. <laughs> and then, of course, Mo comes out. Move it, you drunk, or I'll blast your rear end. I love that part. I found two bucks. Then come in, my friend. <laughs> and then my favorite part, the end of this song. Can I be a booze hound? <laughs> and so let us leave on this heartwarming scene. Can I be a booze hound? Not until you're 15. <laughs> <laughs> and again, just Homer, the way he just like, and just like sustains that last note mm-hmm. of 15. It's just yeah, so very it's... well done. Again, it's they, Gene and Reese, they know what they're doing when they're right. They sure do. I thought this was very odd. Um, yes. Hammer apparently has things for beach umbrellas. I thought yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, yes, that he's got weird. some weird turn-ons in this whole <laughs> yes. episode. Leave the no, umbrella in. Leave it in. <laughs> it's like what? No, that was weird. But again, Marge is totally into yep. it. She's yeah. okay. She's like, it. all right, let's do this. Yeah, and. I think we mentioned it, but again, Bart Burns getting the heartbeat again after he gets mm-hmm. electrocuted. <laughs> ah, that takes me back. Yeah, what is this feeling in my chest? <laughs> I think your heart's beating again. <laughs> um, Homer can't get enough of the blood pudding. Do you hear I the, mean, what the, the secret, secret ingredient, ingredient is? is blood. Oh, well, I'll just stick with this brain and kidney pie. <laughs> <laughs> and Sherry really did, you know, do a good job with the family and everything. I mean, well. Thanks to her, Homer's the no longer the money-driven workaholic he once was. Right. How bad is he now if that previously... <laughs> and 
I don't know why this made me laugh so much because it is really depressing. But as soon as Sherry leaves and everything falls oh, apart, oh yeah, and when she walks back in and Lisa just walks <laughs> hitting yeah. the pot yes. with the spoon, I just thought that was so funny. But it's obviously very dark and just like messed up. But I just really laughed. I guess. My, my favorite part was Marge just shaking and yeah, in the back corner and, and all her hair yeah. falling out. Yeah, I called I called that in my notes the instant collapse. Yes. yes. And then it was Homer and Bart fighting. That was expected. Then, mm-hmm. yes, the Lisa with banging the pot. Maggie's putting out a fire with a fire Which extinguisher. Which Maggie, once again, you know, like trying to keep the asset family Asset to together. the family. She's really an asset. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Marge shivering and losing mm-hmm. her hair again. And then Grandpa getting the wrong umbrella. <laughs> that, was, oh, no. that was the perfect wrap up to that because mm-hmm. yes as you said it's very depressing mm-hmm. but then it was like hey here's something a little funny to right and did you notice what happened to him like as he's going up he's like i've never felt, I've never so, felt alive. so alive and then he falls asleep yeah yes. he starts snoring <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great apparently that line was added because the animators made his mouth move oh really but he was not they didn't have a he line for him anything. right so they just brought it back in and they were like just I would say never, just never felt so alive. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> but, and that's what I just thought was so funny, that he's like, I've never felt so alive, and then immediately falls asleep. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> just like, that's great. So, all right. Anything else for Act 2? I think that pretty much took us through. Yeah, that's, again, that I would say, with the music and the park scene, hands down, very strong. Strong act. Like, right. it really, really nailed it. For sure. All right, so Act 3, after a while, uh, she discovers how lazy and useless they are and gets upset. Of course, this is Sherry. Uh, The family explains in song that she can't change them and they're happy just the way they are. And as she flies off, Lisa wonders if they'll ever see her again. Homer assures her they will. But we see in the sky, Sherry gets sucked into a jet engine on a plane, shredded into pieces, which the family are unaware of. I loved reading in the little bit of research that I did. Apparently that was a critic joke. Oh, really? That Gene and Reese wrote, and it never got used. And okay. I was like, that is exactly the kind of comedy that the critic used. Like, Absolutely. And again, pre- one of the previous episodes I was here for was, was the critic one, the movie mm-hmm. uh, movie marathon. Right. So, and yeah, it was... That whole part, too, it's so unexpected. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. right? And it was just great. And then also, like the engine starts on fire. <laughs> yeah. So, like, did the plane crash as well? Doesn't like, matter. We don't know. Nothing matters. <laughs> Nothing matters. My favorite part of this is uh, when she's singing "Wasted Away" again in Margaritaville, <laughs> and Barney's with her, looking for his lost shaker of salt. Oh, there, there it, it is. is. <laughs> um, for me, this act, I think my favorite part is Bart and the Pepper. Yes. A little more. A little more. A little more. A little more. Okay. A little more. Too much. Too much. Take, Take it, it back. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it. I wrote and I kind of tracked it with the whole family. Like, they just become progressively terrible to her. Yes. Like, Absolutely. Bart's terrible to her. Homer suddenly, he's like, I want a beard, not a song. Mm-hmm. Even Marge and, yeah. and Lisa, like, yeah. kind of get. Lisa, TV. yeah, TV. She TV. shushes her. She shushes her. Yes, that's right. <laughs> because and she's busy watching. It's my Itchy favorite. And Itchy and Scratchy. Reservoir Tarantino. Cats. Yes. Well, why don't we talk about that? Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> oh, it's just Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. It's that torture scene that I, oh, that's one of my favorite scenes in Reservoir Dogs. And he cuts the guy's eye. Hey, can you hear me? Hello. <laughs> 
Oh my god. So, and what did you think of Ugh. the appearance of Quentin? I loved it. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> they wanted him to do it, yes, and they couldn't get him to do it. But it well, again, the reason they didn't get him to do it was because he believed the lines to be insulting. No, Quentin. So he refused to do yourself. it. So they got Dan Castellaneta to come in and do it. But That's, it, it was good. Yeah. But that is another one of those, like, very referential of the moment. Like, right. that was the era of Reservoir Dogs being, like, the turning into a cult classic. Yeah. And then, of course, the Pulp Fiction dance at yes. the end. So tying it all together. But, yeah, like, I feel like kids of this era, if they're watching it, they're going to be like, who's that? Right. They're going to have no idea what it is and essentially him coming out and making that statement against violence mm-hmm. like why is this funny like, right because it was probably it. at least a good four or five years after this episode that i right. first watched reservoir dogs mm-hmm. at least he didn't say anything about people's feet <laughs> that's true that's true i was also fascinated by bart wasting an entire box of cupcakes for his <laughs> yeah. new game that he invented <laughs> called whipping cupcakes. Whippin cupcakes i didn't like that <laughs> It was just so wasteful. The, like those cupcakes look good they too. They looked very good. It just it just how just nonchalant he is about it. He's just opening up the thing, just whipping them behind him. And, and then the, the callback. Yeah, the callback on the stairs. He's got one more and he yep. throws it again. <laughs> so Corey, I saw you kinda laughed at um when they're watching the episode which looked a lot like the critic. The the show they're watching. Like, that show very much resembled kind of the set of The Critic, now that you mention that with, you know, Gene and Reese. Um, Charles Bronson. Oh, my God. Andy Griffith. Yes. I'm going to Emmett's Fix-It store to fix Emmett. And just the <laughs> Don Knox character. Oh! Yep. <laughs> yes. That was, you could tell that was, again, very a critic like yes. kind of thing because that's what they would do that's what yep. that whole show was was sure was taking actors that had nothing to do with a show and throwing them into something else pop culture i loved that show it was so good so i i liked that uh the song that they kind of used to wrap it up happy just the way they are mm-hmm. um bart's stuck here until he can steal a car yes <laughs> shut up flanders oakley dokely do it's again just really solid Solid lyrics. Yep. And then um, Homer, too. Around the house, I never lift a finger. As a husband and a father, I'm so par. I'd rather drink a beer than when father of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's and even Marge just admits, like, the house is still a mess and I'm going bald from stress. Yep. <laughs> just the way we are. <laughs> so going back to also to that, that um, show they're watching... Rainier Wolf Castle's first commercial. Oh, oh no! The hot dog. My bratwurst has the first name. It's a far itz. My bratwurst has the second name. It's s h n a c k n e p f e f e f f f e r h a u s e n. I love when they bring in Rainier Wolf Castle, even just for a dumb little thing. Yep. And that's the type of thing that you can get away with in cartoons that you can't in live action. Like you wouldn't be able to get an actor to come back for a silly right. little gag right. like that same thing with the gerald ford and the crusty yeah. stuff in the yep. beginning of the episode it's yep. like that only works because of that and yet like i was hoping maybe for some kind of reference back to him being their neighbor although they did mm-hmm. show the house across the street. Yes. yes they did yes yeah mm-hmm. so if anyone's curious what rainier wolf castle is spelling out <laughs> is fritz 
Schnock and Ferhausen. Pfefferhausen? <laughs> and then, yeah, of course, you mentioned it before, the song. Or Sherry tries to get Bart to clean his room again. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, you know, we can make it a game. Like, you know, we did before. And then right. he's just like, well, it doesn't compare with whipping cupcakes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then when they're all sitting on the couch and Homer's asking Sherry for the beer... And she's trying to sing a song to convince him to do it himself and everything. And Bart's just like, lady, the man asked for a beer, not, not a, a song. song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were begging her for songs. She's not a bloody jukebox. And now yes. she's trying to use songs to get him back mm-hmm. on board. And they're like, no, thank happening. you. Yep. I liked after the song when, you know, Sherry admits that she's going to, or says she's going to leave. She gets her umbrella back from grandpa who's crashed who's in, in the, the tree. tree. <laughs> like just... Poor grandpa. No explanation. I mean, obviously, he took the umbrella and flew away. He fell asleep. He fell asleep and just happened to crash in the tree in the front yard. Yep. Which is never there almost every other time. Yep. Well, it's that rubber band reality, as Mark Groening talks about. It's They put stuff when they need it. (laughs) And then Barney's goodbye to her. Goodbye, Superman. So long, Superman. All right, well, I think that takes us to the end. Yeah. You guys got anything else for Act 3? Or? No. No, it was just, again, the songs were all really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely has... I was not surprised after I watched the episode the first time to see that it was Al Jean and Mike Reese. Like, right. it's... Yeah, it's definitely their humor. And maybe also the same thing with all those references to other things, all those pop mm-hmm. cultural things. That's That was really a hallmark for them, I feel like. So. Right. Yeah, and... Like you said, I mean, those songs, like, they're all toe-tappers. Yeah. They're all really, really well-done songs. They are. It's yes. a, it was a good musical episode. Mm-hmm. One of the best, I think I would say. Yeah. As far as musical episodes go. But All right, kind of final thoughts on this. I mean, you kind of mentioned some things already. Um, anything else you'd like to add? You know, kind of how you felt about the episode? or I was surprised to read that apparently Matt Groening thought it was going to be a flop. He was really? not on board with the idea. He was nervous about it, and oh. it it turned out really good. Right. right. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the, the fan favorites. Yes. So, Corey, thoughts on it? I love Mary Poppins. That's one of my um, all-time favorite movies, and so I really liked this. Mm-hmm. It could have been a disaster, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Right. I really did enjoy all the songs and everything, but... I don't know, like, for a story, something is kind of missing here. I just felt like it kind of lacked yes, a little bit. it was absolutely... As far as, like, a story, like, it almost seemed like... And especially, like, a lot of her songs, like, I understand what they're doing. They're trying to compare it to Mary Poppins and everything. But, like, a lot of the stuff, like, especially, like, was funny, and I'm glad it was there, but the inclusion of Wiggum and Apu, why is that here? It doesn't really it make doesn't sense. It doesn't seem necessary. And it's not sensical for the actual song as in itself. I mean, again, it makes sense when you look at it and you're parroting that scene of Mary Poppins and what they're doing. Like, that makes total sense. As far as a story goes... It doesn't make any sense. And I was kind of surprised about that when I watched it this time. Because, like, afterwards, you know, it's not like I was like, oh my god, that episode was so bad or anything like that. But I was just like, huh. Right. I just kind of left, like, being like, there really wasn't a good story there. Right. It works as a parody. Right. Like, that's what its job was to do, was, like, a parody. Right. But you're right, as a story, it's not... It doesn't really tell a lot. Right. 
nothing changes. Like, mm-hmm. it's just they're back to where they were, yeah. like, before and, she even entered. you know, they don't learn anything, which, of course, is They the rarely Simpsons, learn things, so, right. I mean, I wouldn't expect that anyway. But, but I feel like if you're going into something like this looking for a story, right, you're in right. the wrong place. Yeah, like, you really have to go in thinking, okay, this is just going to be a parody. Right. I'm going to go in for that and just The hair loss storyline is kind of a, a, a bit of a... I don't want to say weak, but like but, a very mild way to get her in yeah. to the house. It was like, okay, yeah. we have to figure out a mm-hmm. way to get a get a nanny. Why would they need a nanny? Right. Oh, Marge is losing her hair from stress. So. Right. Yeah. So again, like I'm never going to say anything it. bad about this episode because I really enjoy the it was episode. It's very enjoyable it was to watch. Tons a of fun. Time. But yeah, like I said, I just remember for whatever reason this time when I watched it, I was just like, maybe it's because you know you're trying to look at it with a little more critical eye. Yes. I just kind of left wanting more yes but you can't but you can't go into a to an episode like this like that you can't go in trying to look for a story i don't go into any simpsons episode looking for a storyline that's fair that's <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a good point <laughs> so all right well this is real quick. anatomy yeah <laughs> talk about good storylines <laughs> All right, Patrick, would you like to hit us with ratings? Uh, yes. Let's see. Our ratings. In the original broadcast, it finished 76th in ratings for the week of February 3rd through the 9th, with a Nielsen rating of 5.6, which is about 5.4 million viewing households. Oh. So pretty which, good. Which, I mean, good, but like 76th? Yeah, not high for that like, era. Not, yeah. It's kind of surprising great, that it was lower. But... So I guess this is, you know, when you start, at this point, you know, 97, it's been on for almost 10 years at this point. What else was on the air at that time, too? Right. And um, what else was on the air at that time? And really, this was February, so it's not like, you know, you were talking about season finales or anything like that. I mean, that would have been peak Friends, right? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch Friends. Fairly early Friends. But that, of course, wouldn't be on on Sunday. No. So, but this is for the week, though. Right. So it doesn't say how it did on Sunday, that would have been post-Super Bowl, too. Yeah, but I just... It seems like a lot of the episodes we've done, they're somewhere around, like, 20 to 30, mm-hmm. you know, overall. Yeah. So, um, definitely a much lower rating. Yeah, this so. is one that I think definitely gained more of a following mm-hmm. after. Yeah, yeah syndication and, and Syndication all that. helped right. it a lot. And I don't recall really much... Seeing much in the episode that I think got cut in syndication? Probably not, because as you said, it was a shorter episode. Right. So they probably didn't really have to cut yeah. much. Yeah, I'm not aware. There weren't any jokes anything, that I like right. noticed and thought like I don't recall seeing that a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, well, yeah. So that takes us to the end um, of this particular episode. So rather quick recording today. So yeah. Look at this. We bring someone new Listen, in here, and it just hey, gets you know synced to the point. <laughs> there, there, there <laughs> wasn't a lot of uh. I don't recall hearing a lot of cavemen on the episodes that I've listened to, though. <laughs> and, he and cut really, a lot of it out. And you also shouldn't be... You shouldn't criticize yourself that much. I mean, How dare you? That's true. <laughs> B, do, B does a lot of the... <laughs> yeah. There, there was a lot of stuttering and things like that yeah. that I had to take out. I feel bad. So, But I did leave that one thing in in our last episode in the... As Corey calls it the bonus content where there was a whole thing where B just kind of went off on this tangent and just got stuck on a word and just kept saying it. Over. Is that where we're going to put the Eric Stefani, Gwen Stefani, Avril Lavigne? Perhaps. Stuff? I don't know. We shall see. <laughs> so. 
So Avril yes. Levine is dead. <laughs> Corey always looks Tell for your friends. the. She's always curious with what what, what did you put in the bonus content? <laughs> hey, this just gives us more time to talk about other stuff. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, Act Four. Anybody have anything that they'd like to say for Act um, Four? Wait. Yes, but. Um, Should I come back to you? Do you not want to go first? We'll come back to you. Go ahead. You want me to go? You can go. All right, I'll go. So we just recently uh, finished up Wednesday. And I have to say I've really enjoyed it. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people saying, like, oh, it's just essentially like a CW show and that. But I really thought it was great. That was how I I don't really like (laughs) CW shows, so I would have been very critical of it. And but I mean, again, you're going in, you know, it's a bunch of teenagers. You have to expect, you know, there's going to be drama and romance and all of that. But I just I just really, really enjoyed it. And we watched it with Lou. And I just thought that Jenna Ortega was so perfectly cast as She's Wednesday. so tiny. She was so good. I mean, everyone was cast so well. Her friend, Enid, Enid was just so adorable. Like, every time she came on the screen, I'd just smile because she just, I don't know, I just really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. So um, if you haven't watched it yet, obviously it's been out for a while, um, I would say go check it out. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do for season two. So, uh, well, we've been watching um, Poker Face on Peacock. We watched the first episode, and then it we haven't gotten back to it. It is so very good. I am I, more and more. I'm becoming a huge fan of Ryan Johnson, mm-hmm. and I've I've liked a lot of his stuff. I mean, I I remember watching way back when Netflix was a DVD rental. So oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, kids, that's right, that's right. You used to have to sign <laughs> away for yeah. DVDs. <laughs> and I remember renting Brick. With uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt mm-hmm. and being very interested in it, and it—I just remember people telling me like, "It is not a normal kind of movie," and it's not. It's a—it's <laughs> a modern era noir film, but you can just tell even from that, and then everything else that he's done in that same vein, *Knives Out*, *Glass Onion*, like he really Star loves Wars. *Star Wars*. Different, very different <laughs> kind of film, but like in that mystery sort of genre right. he really loves that genre and mm-hmm. he is so prolific and he writes such a good story about it right. so it's right. so well written and that's um, the thing because he usually writes them too like, yeah not only directs yeah, them right he and, these i mean stories. he just wrapped up i mean glass onion just came out about a month or two ago mm-hmm. and now poker face and he's i believe he writes every episode he doesn't direct everyone but it's so well done um the premise for anybody who hasn't listened, Natasha Leone, again, we just, we've already mentioned her, phenomenal. Like, she's so good. She's such, I called her an old soul watching the one episode yep. last night. And because she's very much, he's, he said in interviews, Ryan Johnson has said that it's a lot like Columbo. Mm-hmm. And you really get that feeling. Like, she feels like a female Columbo. Right. Like, she's pulling off the, the same kind of, like, questioning. And it's, in the first act of the episode um you get to see the crime and then it turns out she has the ability to tell when people are lying she doesn't know how they're lying she just knows that they're lying Mm -hmm. and then the remainder of the episode is is her figuring out what happened in the crime so it's no no episode is like fully related to any other one there's like an overall story where she's on the run but it's so well done 
I can't recommend it enough. She's so enjoyable to watch. It's so well written. It's just good. And they get some great guest stars along the way. The mm-hmm. newest episode that we watched last night had Judith Light huh? from uh, Who's the, boss? the Boss and was so good. But she's, it's great. He, it's, it's not a, how did they solve the crime? Like, how did the, the murder happen? How did the, however, it's a why. Like, mm-hmm. how did they do it? And right. you get to see everything weave together. It's right. so, like I said, so well done. Cool. Did you figure it out? Well, we started The Last of Us. We did. We only watched one episode, and I fell asleep for about the last 15 minutes. But th- <laughs> What a great endorsement. But, but don't let that stop you, because it was very good. Very and emotional. Lou said that a lot of things were shot for shot from the video game itself. I never played the video game or I started, watched I anyone play it. the video game. Um but it's very, very good. I didn't get very far into the video game, so if I if I try it again, I'm probably going to have to start over. But it was... From what I've heard, everything I've heard has been a very positive review yeah. of yeah. it. Like, Pedro Pascal is yes phenomenal in it. The writing is very good. The effects are very good. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing I thought was kind of crazy when we were watching, because obviously I've, I know of the game, but I never played it, there's a scene in the first episode where they're in a car a car chase, and it's like first person perspective. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Lou, who had I don't think she played the game; she watched like someone play it or whatever. And I just looked at her and I go, "Is this directly out of the game?" And she looks at me and she goes, "Absolutely, <laughs> almost shot, shot." <laughs> and you could tell like the way that it felt and like the dialogue that they were saying and everything. I'm like, "This is straight out of the game." And that's. So, which was pretty cool. I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure, um, that it's Naughty Dog is the company that made the video game. Okay. And that is, like, Naughty Dog's thing. They, they made the um, the Nathan Drake video games, Drake, like, Uncharted, mm-hmm. and that whole series. Right. And it is very cinematic feeling. I still remember playing the second Uncharted game on my PlayStation 3, and ju- you feel like you're in a movie. You feel like you're in a TV show, so I feel like they make good source content that would carry over that way. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, is that it, Corey? That, that, that's it. I don't have anything else. All right. But yeah, we're very much looking forward to continuing it. So hopefully maybe tonight when Lou gets home. I don't know. What time is she coming home? I don't know. Probably late. No, then. <laughs> but also, I think one of the reasons why... Corey fell asleep. Is the show's very dark. By that I mean like the game, a lot of it is set. A lot dark. of it is set at night and things like that. So that probably didn't help her. Also, I'm I'm just getting over being very sick. So that could be it. Also, for sure. All right. Well, um, I guess with that, I guess we can kind of wrap it up here. So yeah. Should people stick around for the NYPD shoe sketch? Yes. <laughs> Which is basically the same as the mad <laughs> about shoe, but. So, but thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. But obviously, we're kind of kind of doing the same, but you know, potentially making some changes to the show. We were talking to Patrick about it and said, you know, going forward if he has any things that he'd like to add or anything like that, of course, you know, we're open to changing things up and, you know, as we've said before, the show is a work in progress still. So, um, we have fun doing it, and as long as it's fun, we'll hope that you come along for the ride. So, um, And as we mentioned last episode, too, like 
you know, hopefully at some point we can have B back on, you know, B would be more of a guest at that point. Um, but, and, you know, kind of going with that going forward. So. Or not, because we never know when they're available or what they're doing or. Right, exactly. Where they are, like, I just found out Friday that he was going to Indianapolis this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yep. saw. Which, I mean, to be fair, we did know, but of course it was like. I don't think I knew. One of those things in passing like a month and a half ago. Oh, by the way, I'm going to Indianapolis. And so, but whatever. More power <laughs> to him. So. Whatever. All right. Once again, thank you again for joining us today. And we really appreciate it. And just to throw these out one more time. If you ever want to reach out to us, let us know how it's going. Um, question, comments, concerns. Maybe you say, like, why did you bring this Patrick guy on? This is awful. Like, why did you do this? You know what? They're going to love me when I start my tapped out segment. Yes. Oh, no. I was thinking of bringing it back. Uh, don't. Please don't. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time there's an update, I kind of go through my head, and I'm like, do I want to just stop no. playing? Do I want to just stop? You won't miss it. Right. Is anyone else still playing? Like I'm not. I mean, they I keep stop. making they keep making updates. It, so I mean, probably at least four or five years ago. If you're mentioning people that we like know, Nikki, does she still play? I don't think anyone we know plays anymore. Okay. Because like you really don't have to go to like other people's towns anymore oh. or anything like that. So, so I'm really just kind of doing. So it you're the myself. only one who's playing. Yes, I'm keeping it alive. I'm keeping the lights on over at EA. My God. So, but anyways, if you'd like to reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing. You have any uh, additional thoughts or suggestions or things like that? We'd love to hear it. So you can get us at email. So it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Instagram. 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 So it's come to this underscore pod. And on Facebook. So it's come with the number two this. And you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcast, or wherever you find your podcast. While you're there, make sure to like and subscribe. Don't forget to also look for us as well as a super team of pop culture crazed podcasters, artists, and musicians united to spread the gospel of rad stuff at Rad Pantheon by going to radpantheon.com. All right, so let's uh, let's sign off here. Well, it's been a show, and uh, thank you for... Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Just love how the wheels fall off at the end. A little bit. (laughs) Goodbye, friends. Adios. All right, and we'll smell you later, and hopefully Corey's voice will be back next time around. It won't be. I'm going to sound like this for the rest of my life. All right, we'll smell you later, everyone. Bye. It's dirty. Gotta clean it. This is oh, so awful. It's got so much dirt it's on it. It's so awful with my voice. Let's just say it's clean. Um, <laughs> I have a question about Chuck Sheets. Yes. Is he part of the Sheets Empire? Let's hope so. I love Sheets. I know. They're pretty great. I mean, he does spell it the same way, so... Driving, you you need some curly Q fries. Where do you go? You go to Sheets. The sandwiches. They're very good. The cappuccinos. You could get blackberry cappuccinos. Come on. Where do you fall in the Sheets v. Wawa war? Sheets. 
Although right, I will say a Wawa, a, I haven't a grocery store. No, Wawa no. has a gas station. Is it? much like Sheets? Mm-hmm. They also have surprisingly excellent food for a gas station. I will say though, I haven't been to Wawa enough times. When we go to Richmond, we always have to stop at a Sheets. Yeah, because unfortunately, for those of you who don't know, we don't have Sheets near if us. Neither so we have Sheets to go to another Wawa. state to get those here in New York. Well, I guess I feel like if if you travel farther into the state. I think we do have a sheet somewhere within New York State. Gotcha. Probably. Probably more down. Yeah. But yeah, we, the, my family road trips a lot and we often encounter sheets. Mm-hmm. 